1: Oh yeah, for the money. Welcome back in. You were listening to the September seventh, twenty eighteen episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, Rotovis Podcast. We're dedicated to answering your fantasy football questions and we are brought to you by the folks at the RotoQL Start picking teams like the pros i'm your host jeremy hart at fantasy gumshoe joining me today on the show is a senior editor for nfl and the hoops over at fantasy labs and the action sports network co-host of the i'll take that bet show on espn plus you're gonna hear from this
0: love a good deal sail into the season at banana republic Factory's Mega labor day sale entire store 50 to 70 percent off dresses from 1999 polos from 16.99 find your nearest store or shop online only at banana republic factory
1: dude many times this year uh but pulling out a one time for my dude you already know on twitter chris raybon at chris raybon chris week one is back thursday night football is in the books Let's get this money. You know I had to. You know I just I had, had to. Start shmoney. It. <laughs> let's yeah, get it. Let's do it. Let's do it so so we just brought it in. I've got the one and only Raybon on the pod this week. I I have to bring it in in Raybon fashion. So, we actually brought the show in today this week here with Troop and Lavert for the love of money, living for the city 1991 New Jack City style. I mean, that's kind of like Yeah, around the area, you know. I know you're a New York guy. I I don't know if you're a Jets or a Giants guy, my guy. But uh, what do you think of that tune?
2: I like it. I like it. I uh, I actually wrote about the, you know, in my in my kind of how I got into the industry uh, story over at the Action Network. I was writing about how as a kid I I remember watching the Jets in the early '90s, and they were just so bad that I, I ended up becoming a Giants fan. Like I didn't even really know what happened. It's just. I saw the Jets and I was just like, I can't, I can't do this, I can't do this. It was like a rich coat tight and it was, it was pretty bad.
1: It, it's the goddamn Jets as a, as a not Happy Gilmore and Adam, Adam Sandler, right? Which one? Oh, that was a, that was Big Daddy. That's right, the old dude at the bar. The goddamn Jets. yeah, the, yeah that's right. <laughs> Well, hopefully we're going to answer all the off-season questions for this week. we got some Dynasty trade and player and team outlooks here. We've got some uh in-season prep here. Before we do dive in, uh, right in, Chris, I know it sounds crazy to us, but a, f- a lot of folks really just jump back in, maybe early August, you know, at the latest right here, and they might not know what's going on over there by you. So the Labs is with the Action Network now. Tell the fine folks of RV Nation what you have up your sleeve over there for this year in terms of content, tools, et cetera, any Anything else you got going on under the sun there
2: most definitely so i will be so yeah fantasy labs is essentially under the action network umbrella and uh you can find all of my dfs content on fantasylabs.com i'll be doing breakdowns for every dfs late the thursday night the main the 1 p.m 4 p.m sunday night and monday night uh Games, you can you can find that all at Fantasy Labs, and then uh, you can listen to my podcast. I have one with Matthew Friedman every week uh, that comes out on Friday, and one with Ian Harditz that comes out every Monday, and we talk through all the, the games of the week,
1: and those are on the uh, Action Network podcast network. Boom. There it is. Now, in case somebody else... Maybe is living under a rock. We have legal sports betting offered in select states with many more states to come here. We all love to put a couple uh, bucks down on a game, even outside of traditional fantasy. I'm sure there was just tons of action flowing tonight, Thursday night football, prime time slate, right? So how can folks out there get an early edge and be ready for when it comes to a state near you? Man, I mean, you know, check us
2: out at the Action Network. Download the Action App. It's a really cool app. Um, you know, we we have a on our homepage actually we have a sports betting, one on one kind of tutorial. Every you know, links to any kind of content you would need to know to get started. Um, but yeah, it's 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 something that's really fun. I think it uh, adds a lot to 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 watching a game and enjoying a game the same way fantasy does, and that's why so many people um, play play this game that we love
1: yeah absolutely we're here for the money we're here for the sport we're here for the love of the game you know and it's tough right because thursday night football it starts a little slow and then the second half picks up a little bit and it ultimately gives us what we're after here so you know we're all in it we want to have a vested interest and 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 betting does that right it simply allows you to root for a game have a vested interest and really just kind of let your, your money speak for your mouth, right? We try to do that here at the Viz, Chris. And that's what we're going to remind everybody to do is let us speak for you. Download the 30% discount for the RotoViz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage at rotaviz.com slash podcast. And that subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our premium NFL content. It supports the pod and it's going to help you get on the right foot from a betting perspective as well. You can also support the pod by subscribing to, uh, subscribing to and rating the RotoViz radio channel on iTunes. If you're a fan of the show and you want to sub directly to the fantasy football mailbag feed, do so. It takes hard work getting the show out every week. So do us a solid and hit that rate button. And, uh, also we have the Patreon action going live, already live. We've got the main Sunday slate coming up here and we're going to be here for you this Sunday morning in crunch time, if you will, helping you get those lineups set, whatever start sits, QQs you have, similar to this show. We're going to help you out. Any of your DFS outlooks, things that are going on, anything you name it under the sun, all we need is a measly $5 per month to give you that elite access to the patronship and join that Club. Uh, so be on the lookout for that and hit that link over there as well. That's patreon.com slash radio. And last but not least, if you have any questions you want answered on this show every single week, all you got to do is email us rotavisradio at gmail.com and we'll get those on the show for you as well. All right, Chris, let's dive in and fire up some of the QQs for the week. Here we go. The first one is we have a redraft and this is from my man, uh, Jared Mintz Hoops over there on the tweets. This is, this is a, this is just a very Sharp uh, basketball dude who comes by and stops by the mailbag from time to time. So, uh, shout out there and uh, give him a follow. So, uh, hey, Jeremy and the fine folks at RV choose two of Chris Carson, Deion Lewis, Sexy Rexy, Jordan Wilkins, and James Connor. It's an interesting week, Chris. I mean, we wouldn't have thought we'd be looking at all these names for week one, but here we are. Yeah, I think that, you know, Connor, as long
2: as Levy Bell was not going to be playing. I think he's. You still want to go with Connor because you saw him uh, kind of be using the third preseason game the same way they use Levy Bell. They hit him with ten carries and six targets in that all in the first half, and so I think you might see some heavy usage from him. And for the second of those guys, I would probably lean toward. Um, if it's it's a PPR, then I would lean with uh, with with Rex Burkhead there. Um, just because of you know his you know his kind of the, the offense he's playing in the touchdown upside. he has um kind of a slight edge over Deion Lewis, but Dion Lewis is a kind of a viable play too. It's just that we have a little bit of uncertainty there. We've never act we don't actually know what his touch count is going to be like in the in the Titans offense just yet.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And and we're going to parking lot these two names, uh, Rexy and uh, James Conner. We've got another QQ for them coming up later on in the show here as well, so stay tuned. But what are we doing with Mike uh, Evans and Doug Baldwin? Both find themselves in less than ideal spots here this week. Which one would you go with on a PPR? I think you still go with Evans
2: because, you know, he's, you know, yes, Marshawn Lattimore is a really tough matchup, but that game just has more of a chance to kind of go into that high scoring realm. You see the, the over-unders I think about seven or eight points higher and there could end up being some, you know, some times where, yeah, I think that Saints defense is, is exploitable. Um, you know, you know, he might not be covered in man every single play. He might get some looks on some zone. He's still a big guy. He could catch a touchdown uh, ball. one. You know, Chris Harris is just a, a really tough matchup. So it's, it's kind of, especially we don't know, you know, I think Bald, we might have overreacted a little to the Bald when, you know, him saying he's not 100%. I don't think many NFL players are 100% for very long once the season starts, but, um, you know, it it could be an issue. So we kind of don't want to test that in week one. At least Evans is still healthy.
1: Yeah, as long as you got these two options, take the wait and see approach. You're right. I mean, Evans probably gonna eventually find himself in a catch-up game script. Get a couple balls underneath there, and uh Doug Baldwin. You know, a lot of ambiguity there in that situation. Plus, they gotta go seventh, whatever it is, in the high altitude up in there in Denver. So that's just a situation I'd rather wait and see as well. Chris, what are your best and worst purchases you've ever made? Hmm best and worst i would
2: say best uh probably the nFL game pass app because <laughs> um I started watching all the games and here I am uh, worst purchase whew, uh that's t- that's a tough one probably this uh I, th- I think it's called pinnacle it's like this flavored vodka and it was it's like it had like a sweet. <laughs> It wasn't just like your normal like flavored vodka. It was really low quality and it was I think it was like
1: chocolate or something, like a ridiculous oh, flavor gosh. and it was just it was just awful. That that sounds awful. That's like the the, <laughs> the Svetka of fruity chocolatey vodkas, I guess. Nah, nah, like it, it makes Svetka taste
2: like <laughs> Belvedere.
1: Oh jeez, oh god. What's it what's the other one down there? Gordon's. Alright, give me Pinnacle or Gordon's, either or <laughs>
2: I, yeah, I, I, don't. I have actually not had Gordon, so I, I can't. I know I don't want Pinnacle, though. So
1: what about what about uh, what's the other one? Skull. I've had Skull. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think is worse. (laughs) Jeez. We don't wish that on anybody. At least go as high as an absolute or, you know, a gray goose or Belvedere something along those natures. Oh, geez. Redraft PPR. Next one, rank Anthony Miller, Chris Godwin, Geronimo Allison uh, for both week one and season long. I
2: would say for week one, for both it's Godwin number one. I think for uh for week one you'd still go allison because you know he's still catching passes from aaron Rodgers. we don't know exactly what the plan is in chicago with miller yet there are kind of a lot of moving pieces there so i think as the season progresses if he's as talented as we think he's he is he'll eventually kind of uh break out but it's hard to say that he will he'll do that in week in week one
1: yeah, I, I totally feel you on the Godwin. I think I might still take Miller here. Just, I don't know. I, I think the role is a little bit more definitive, whereas I know we're kind of wishing ourselves onto Godwin right now. Don't get me wrong. I like him as much as the next guy. Just the the transition from Fitzmagic or lack thereof <laughs> over to Winston, and you know, I, I just think is there's a lot of puzzle pieces to map out there. So man, it's it's an either or here. Um, I, I I'll go with Miller by a by a smidgen, if you will. Uh, Superflex PPR. I was offered a trade in my Superflex where I'd give up Jimmy G Garoppolo, that is. Uh, I guess that's Stormy Garoppolo, Alex Collins, <laughs> and Kenyon Drake, and I get back Alex Jesus Smith and Nick Chubb. If I do this, it would leave me short at running back only having then nick chubb matt Breida, and ronald jones i countered with royce freeman instead of chubb but he's hesitant to accept should i take the initial offer no (laughs) i I want i want want the other guys like all
2: of them like why would you trade any of these guys i mean okay alex collins i get it but like why would you trade jimmy garoppolo for alex smith i mean jimmy Garoppolo was essentially the best quarterback in the league over the last five weeks. Alex Smith is a guy who's just been discarded twice after statistically good seasons. Um, you know, Kenyon Drake was putting up big numbers behind a terrible O-line uh, and then, you know, has like a, like a kind of poor man's career path of like a Jamal Charles almost. And, you know, I mean, Alex Collins is, you know, I get that, but he's, you know, I I mean, Chubb, we don't know. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with Chubb. Um, you know, I think, is he just going to be the guy one day in Cleveland? Uh, we think so, but who knows? I mean, they might, they might just want to kind of use, you know, the, the, the three headed backfield even when, um, Hyde moves on. I, I, you know, I'd hesitate to make that trade just because I, I think the, the players you already have actually have
1: just as bright, if not a brighter, um, future out. Yeah, I'm I'm with you here as well. It's funny because normally you say, "Oh, the two for one always take the one," right? Well, I'm not seeing that in this scenario. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't see it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I mean, I see kind of a wash for Jimmy G and Alex Smith, even if it's short and long term. Like they're right in that tier, right? Like if you're tearing nah, them, absolutely not. I, I think Jimmy G is <laughs> like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I, I think Alex Smith is not like at all. He's just
2: he's just a quarterback that you um, can win with. Like he, you can if you put it. So actually talked about this on, uh, I did betting previews for each team for the Action Network, so it was just kind of a way to kind of talk about the teams in in more context rather than always just kind of only highlighting, you know, the fantasy plays, got to talk about the O-line and the management and just the the roster moves and things like that, and, you know, Alex Smith has been a guy that his whole career, he's had, uh, you know, top defenses behind him, and he's won a lot of games uh, in KC with those defenses, Um, and then, you know, last season, it was just like, it was like this kind of perfect storm of his supporting cast was so good and, and they were the separation they were getting um lent itself to him just throwing the ball down the field and he was still 40th of 41 quarterbacks in aggressiveness rate which is a next gen stat from nfl.com and that measures you know how often a quarterback is throwing into open windows and so the reason he was throwing deep more was not because he was never scared to throw deep he was just scared to throw into um you know into into tight windows and so that's what kind of why you know he's been let go uh, or traded twice you know, in this league where everyone's looking for a franchise quarterback, you know, a couple of coaches have kind of moved on from him. It's because the same same situation is kind of Tyrod Taylor to an extent in Buffalo. I think he'll he'll be good for Cleveland. But um, I think when you talk when you look at Jimmy, I mean, he he put up, uh you know, he led the league in yards per attempt. And he was doing it with uh, with Marquise Goodwin and really nobody else. So I think he has a, a much brighter um, short term and long term. You know, future. I mean, he put up, you know, they put up about 40, you know, 37 points on the Jags in a a game, and the Jags allowed uh, about 15
1: to everyone else. So I I would, I, I would take that upside with Jimmy. Yeah, I definitely wanted a piece of Jimmy Garoppolo. No doubt this season. Uh, Marcus Goodwin, uh, one of my highest, uh, exposed, uh, wide receivers and best balls this year. So definitely looking forward to things to come there. Uh, if you had to become an inanimate object for a year, Chris, what <laughs> object would you choose to be? Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo's helmet.
2: <laughs> nah, I, I think you gotta go with like, whew. For a year, that's see, that's a that's a long time. That kind of changes things a little. I think you have to go with like uh, a wall. I would definitely want to be a wall. A wall. So
1: like, where where would it be? That's that's the, right because you can't move. It's an inanimate object. It, it, where is everything with that response? Right? Like, is it? Uh, we. I mean, this can get dangerous. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's
2: just put it. I would be a wall. <laughs> <laughs> it all be somewhere um but i yeah i think i think that would it would be like you have to be something like that because you'd get so bored if you were just like in like you didn't have uh you know a lot of kind of if you you didn't have a lot of people like passing through or seeing you you know what i mean you don't want to be a floor
1: cuz then you get walked on um, <laughs> it's going to be you know. like a wall at times square right like that's the optimal spot to be a wall like the ultimate people watch in one spot
2: yeah yeah exactly you got to be somewhere interesting
1: like that's that's what i'm saying that's a good one. All right. Uh Next one here, we got Chris's DFS. So, hey, guys, just trying to narrow my player pool down in cash games. So can you talk about Keelan Cole I know he's going to be chalky, dead man on FanDuel, 3.8 on DraftKings. He's a lock on FanDuel. There's insulation on DK in ownership alone, but am I safe to just get exposure on FanDuel and not play him on DK, or is the salary so low and projected usage as a potential wide receiver one in Jacksonville at a point where it's a scary cash fade as well there? I know there's also wide receivers in that range with similar projections as well, and this is an interesting one, Chris. I mean, I'm kind of just— chalk eaten on both sides on this one. But, like, I get it because you could forego a Keelan Cole, not even take those other wide receiver options, and even, say, double down on uh, James Conner and use him with, like, a sexy Rexy plus another high-end RB. But, I mean, you know, there's a lot of ways to go week one with the, the early salary price. And so what do you got for us?
2: Yeah, I think, I think you want to play him because you want to – if you if you go with the cheaper running backs, um, you know that's always something that you want to do when the slate gives it to you. The slate is giving you Con- um, Connor, excuse me, but I think you 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 can go Cole and then you can pay up at at running back as well. You know you have you have the the two slots and the flex now on both sides, and so you want that reliability when you can get it. And I think Cole. Being at 3,800, let's be real, like wide receivers are a lot more volatile and, and difficult to predict than our running backs, right? Because, you know, even in a half PPR running back, you know, the average running back reception is, is eight yards and you add a point a five to that. And you're already at 1.3 points every time you're catching a ball, whereas the average carry before touchdowns and the average carry is only four yards. And so, you know, it's like triple just on a a point, a, a, a half point PPR. So, you know, running backs are really the, the players that you want to kind of use your salary to kind of lock in because you could conceivably roster somebody like uh, AJ Green, for example, and he could have a monster game, but he could also have a game where he goes like three for 40. Um, and, and that's a lot more likely at wide receiver. So I think you take the, the fact that Cole, yeah, he's boomer or bust, uh, but so is pretty much every wide receiver. And you take the fact that he can give you that uh, that wide receiver one upside. I mean, in three games without Marquise Lee, he averaged uh, over a hundred yards and he averaged over ten targets a game. It was only three games, but um, I think anytime you have a player like that at a at a position like wide receiver, tight end, you just kind of take
1: that take that value. Yeah, you just got to do it. And he he kind of already alluded to the insulation and ownership. If you do not take that ownership information insulation like you gotta you gotta identify is this or is this not bad chalk and at that price for his role, projected like it, it's not bad chalk. So then you got to decide, are you willing to go up against that, whatever that 60%-plus type of ownership is? And if he does just explode for two touchdowns and you don't have them, you're in an uphill battle looking for swaps later on that day. So go ahead and eat it there. I'm with you 100%. Uh, redraft, can you throw out a few uh, team defensive options for Week 1? I have the Pats, but I'm thinking about scooping either the Lions or the Titans and playing them instead. Yeah, yes so, i mean the pats are not a team i would want to start uh
2: if the saints were available i doubt they are i would i would probably go with them but I, you know it's it's actually a pretty uh kind of ugly <laughs> ugly defensive slate i think one interesting option uh, i don't know if people are rostering the chiefs anymore because of you know they're kind of perceived to have a bad defense but phil rivers is uh 0 for 8 in his last eight games against the chargers and he's just been Abysmal, and and that was including two games last year where the Chiefs' defense wasn't good. So I think uh, you can go with them. Uh, the, the The Lions are a team that I, you know, you, you can pick up just on the basis of them going against the rookie. I wouldn't be too excited about it. Miami, I, I mean, I, I don't think I would, um, I would want to go against the, the the Dolphins at home at this point. They just don't seem like a team that's going to be that fruitful. I would probably just try to get a, a team that a, a team like the Lions if I could or or just, you know, keep it moving because, you know, with the Pats, who you got, if you don't, because it's going to be, there's no real, like, this is the streamer mm-hmm. uh, that that you want to play. I mean, I, you could consider the Cowboys even because the, the Panthers are actually probably going to be without both of their tackles. So, you know, the Cowboys are usually a, a defense nobody drafts. Um, they don't always put up many points, but they do have some talent on that defense. You know, they have Sean Lee, at least for now, so... And that's kind of an underrated one, but at the same time, it could also be, you know, a, a, a whiff. So um, that's that's about the best advice I can give there.
1: Yep, yep, with you there. I mean, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here on this one. You know, somebody like the patch, You know, it's different in in a daily fantasy environment where. You know, they find themselves only 2.4 on DK. Like, I'll look at that. You know, because of the defensive volatility, maybe they get themselves a couple interceptions, and you're good to go. Uh, in a, in a weekly, seasonal streaming, yeah, I'd much feel safer with the Lions. You know, the Titans in that matchup, I- I'm fine with that as well. Uh, fuck Mary Kill for this week. Best all time gangster movies, Chris. So we've got The Goodfellas, The Godfather, Scarface, and we threw a fourth in there. So you can either, uh, you can e- either double f you can double marry or you can double kill with casino and throw them into any of the above categories
2: Oof, i think i gotta kill uh i'll kill i gotta kill scarface because i i I don't know i just feel like i saw it so much that it's definitely my least favorite and it used to be my most favorite of these movies uh marry the godfather because it's just so interesting and so you know it's it's like you could watch it over and over and just keep finding things. I think I mean Goodfellas is like that too. But I yeah, I think I'll I'll, I'll marry Godfather and uh we could double F Goodfellas and Casino.
1: Yeah, I'm with you 100% there. Like you love Scarface, right? Like who doesn't like Scarface? But it seems like it's more entertainment value than anything else. I mean you know Pacino in that role was great and I mean so many just great lines for for many many years to come here and goodfellas it was great the story the plot but it was more fun where godfather like was epic of its mm-hmm. time and just timeless from here forward
2: absolutely i love i i actually recently watched all 3 of them um maybe within the last month or so like again for like the third time fourth time <laughs>
1: fans Jeremy Hart wrote of his radio do you want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league well of course you do Well, look no further and download squad QL the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year squad QL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters bench players and free agent pool now you may ask How does SquadQL actually do this? Well, I'm going to tell you. The app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster on your league scoring system. SquadQL provides waiver and trade recommendations, plus the app gives you your player rankings each and every week, and it's also based on your league setting. SquadQL truly is your go-to app this fantasy football season. Head to squadql.com. Download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. Squad QL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy lineup optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android.
3: Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited.
1: All right, Chris, if you were given full reign to redesign the food pyramid, what would the Chris Rabon food pyramid look like? I mean, the food they like
2: lied to us growing up about the food pyramid. It was all the <laughs> wrong foods. Um, <laughs> but is this like is this like my my just like favorite food pyramid? Or this is like the optimal healthy food
1: pyramid. No, definitely not the optimal healthy. Okay, right? okay. This is this is the Chris Raymond. Like, if you had to, if you could throw health out the window, just forget about it, and just surround yourself with a pyramid of food from the mm-hmm. top to the bottom. What would that look like?
2: Um, you gotta have some some steak some steak up there. You got to have some lasagna. You got to have some, some tacos, uh, some, some pizza, some good pizza, not like Domino's, but like some, some good pizza.
1: <laughs> um, what yeah, else you got? I'm not going to lie. I just had some Domino's, uh, Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn style this last weekend and it did not suck. I'm going to just throw that out there. It, it
2: actually got better. Domino's got better, but it's, I don't know. Maybe it's cause it's just like, I, I, I need that like mom and pops, like real, yeah. you know, brick oven, um, pizza, but, uh, I, Oh, some, uh, some oxtail. Uh, wait, what did you say? Oxtail? Some... Yeah. Never had oxtail.
1: No, man, you're going to have to tell me more about some oxtail. It's, it's, what am I missing? Ju- well,
2: a few different cultures make it, but, uh, the one I'm talking about is a, it's a Jamaican dish. It's, it's amazing. It's really good. Um,
1: how, yeah. how is it? How is it cooked? How is it prepared? Stewed. I know it's nothing.
2: Stewed. It's stewed. like it's stewed for, for hours and hours. Like, uh, like, Somebody may got They might. They might like marinate the meat for like two, three days, and then they're gonna wake up early, and it would just be on the, on the stove all day, or you could pressure cook it. But yeah, it, it's just uh, it's a, it's real like rich. Um, Is it a red meat? I guess. Like lean but, and tough? No, it's not. No, not at all. It's um, it's like fatty. It's fatty. Oh it's, wow. Uh, I'm trying to think of like maybe like beef stew almost. Okay. But it's,
1: it's more. It's richer than that. Like
2: it's it's real good.
1: Check it out. Well, Lord knows I don't need any more tail in my life. I got four pitter-patters running <laughs> around here, but don't bump. <laughs> All right, so we wait Now, let me ask you something real quick. You said steak, and you said lasagna. Lasagna. Has anybody ever made steak lasagna, or is that just completely egregious of a thought? Because I've never I had think, it. It sounds pretty damn good. I mean, lasagna has ground beef in it, but
2: yeah, I, I mean, I I would hesitate to really pair too many things with with steak <laughs> i feel like steak is good kind of mm-hmm. standable. um i don't even get like the steak if i go to chipotle I don't, I don't even get the steak taco or whatever bowls i just usually get like i don't like to really downgrade my steak i feel like it's, it's like <laughs> a it's, i'm being an asshole to the steak if i do that
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, hopefully you wouldn't be a week uh, an asshole to the Week 1 tight end streamers if you didn't roll with Ben Watson, Ricky Seals-Jones, or David Njoku. Um, this is the next question we got here. If you were going to roll with one of these guys, which one would it be? I would roll with Watson
2: because I think that tight ends are extremely hard to predict, and at that point I would just be going with the player – um attached to the quarterback and the team that would be most likely to score a touchdown, which would be Watson, you know, at home going against Tampa Bay. I think Njoku, you know, if you're look if you're looking for like season long, you know, upside, I think it's mm-hmm. definitely Njoku, but it's hard just you know, there's gonna be some wind at this game and you know, all these things and I you know, I just don't it's it's hard to be confident about and especially when the Saints are playing a pretty what's expected what we expect to be a a bad Tampa Bay defense. It's hard to know anything for sure because it's, it's not even, you know, week one. I think we know the least that we'll know all season. But, uh, yeah, I'll I go Watson.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm with you with David and Joku. Give me, give me him by, by a mile, country mile for the season long here. In terms of Watson or RSJ, I mean, I, I like both these guys. Tampa Bay was pretty stout against the tight end. Uh, believe it or not. But I mean, yeah, to they your got some point, linebackers. They got some
2: linebackers that could cover, yeah. but I mean, I th- it's, it's kind of like, The thing with Seals Jones is like, you don't, you don't never, you never know how how many snaps he's going to play, when he's going to be on the field. It's just more so, it's like the Saints can get in the red zone. Maybe he catches a score. That's that's all I'm thinking.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I think I'm going to give the the edge to Watson. I mean, I definitely like the the matchup for RSJ. And I mean, I, I don't know if I can buy Chad Williams getting, you know, being the number third look. Number three, look, uh, just based on the matchup here. Like, I think this plays into RSJ and to to your point, so long as he's on the field getting the snaps and it, it, you know, based on preseason usage, it it looks like he should. Um, but yeah, there there's more to question there that I think Watson. There's enough that you do know about him, and you do know there's only two running backs on the damn team right now, so they're they're gonna have to air it out with Breeze a little bit more. You'd expect. So I'm with you. Let's roll with Watson. Uh, DFS again, Chris. Can you take a uh, talk a little bit about James Conner and GPP? Is his ownership too high to play in large field GPP or too good uh, and differentiate elsewhere? Can you also talk about the Patriots backfield? I came into the thinking about rex burkhead he essentially got replaced with connor where i traditionally use the stud running backs in cash there isn't that positional scarcity you'd normally see I'm contemplating only going as high as McCaffrey in cash games alongside Connor and using either Burkhead or uh, White, James White, that is, in the flex, netting me three stud wide receivers this week. So you just kind of alluded to this earlier, talking about the volatility Mm -hmm. of the wide receivers here. They're all in good matchups here. You know, personally, I right now, I found myself with Connor McCaffrey and Kamara, right, and it's tough because normally I'd say, "Oh man, I want to just jam DJ into this spot, right?" But I'm probably going to reserve it for GPP and and stick in the mid range and Connor here, but uh, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely something tempting about both Burkhead and White here.
2: Yeah, I think that that strategy is more of a, a tournament play, I, like that whole you know get three stud wide out. That's something that again. They're gonna have more volatility, so they'll they'll have higher ceilings, um, potentially over the long term. But they'll also have they're more likely to bust, and that's not something you want to kind of uh, introduce into your cash games, especially when you're talking about like the New England backfield, and you know that's already so hard to predict. So in cash games, you're just trying to again go with the, go with what the slate takes you. You have to always kind of be prepared for you know somebody's probably going to bust on your roster at least one you know it's hard to have a, a perfect nine or everyone would win the Millie maker uh, every week so <laughs> what you what you just kind of want is uh you know you, you build a solid all-around roster and uh, with, with high floor plays and some of those high floor plays hit you know hit their ceiling which is also high and and, and that's how you end up cash. And so I would definitely lean towards the situations that I could uh, predict better and then as far as GPP I mean you kind of alluded to it. It's there's ne- there's always kind of there's a there's a trade-off. So you can go with Connor and a GPP. I don't think any player is like too high owned to, to fade because if you look at the winners, they always usually have at least one player that's uh twenty uh, percent or more, but they also have one that's five percent or or less. So you could technically build around anyone if you if you if you're building a good lineup. Uh, with that being said, I think that one of the easiest ways to kind of increase your chances is in in a situation like this where there is so much flexibility I'd probably go away from him because it's not like there's a week where it's he's the only running back and if you don't use him it's just really difficult to predict and you're kind of losing you know your edge because you're just throwing darts out there this week I think there are ways you know there are a lot of different ways you can construct rosters and so uh, you know if you if you're a person that's entering 150 lineups and you want to get a certain percentage of exposure to, to Connor sure, But, uh, you know, for the average player that's playing probably far less than that, and you're just trying to kind of maximize your chances of hitting these things, I would say a, a, a fade, you know, the chalk where, when you can. Um, and, and, and I don't think Connor is like a guy who has – he's not like a, a stone-cold lock. To you know, to, to, to put up value, like he's a very good cash play, and not somebody I would go away with in cash. But it's not like I could I could see a scenario where he, you know, goes eighteen carries for forty three yards, and he catches a couple passes, and he gets like eleven points, and he doesn't really, you know, he gets the vibe, but he doesn't really help anyone win a tournament. So, uh, yeah, I would fade him in tournaments.
1: Fair enough. I'm going to be very highly exposed to James Conner this week. Having said that, light your hair on fire ultimate gpp leverage the field and just hope for carnage type of theory is just a direct pivot that happens to be a indirect just massive opposite correlative play carlos hyde brown's Mm -hmm. defense let's roll baby Let's Love roll. It. That's the one right there. So if you took down the Millie Maker and you had endless supply of money for development and market and analysis and you were gonna build a Shark Tank type app, Chris, that doesn't exist today, what would you uh ch- what would you invent that would somehow change something, whether it's simple, little, life changing, world changing, what what's the best uh app type of idea that you would make? Hmm, I think I would
2: I would I mean I think I would have to I would try to make like a, a, a teleportation app because I think like the we we've kind of sped up everything else but our own selves to a certain extent now. It's like you could send information and files and, and all these things but you still can't still can't like get yourself from one place to the next. the way the way that you know other things can um you know kind of in the in the in the world and in the in this kind of universe so i would i would definitely try to get go to
1: app where you could just press a button and you know be exactly where you wanted to be we're getting deep man but i I love it right because and you're right we've sped everything up to the point where you'll hear me complaining about island football games because let's let's be real it's slow at times right and you're you're just you're used to the instantaneous nature of the red zone channel. And we've got a million and one things flying at us at all times. And that's the way we like it. Correct that. That's the way we need it these days. Right. So we're speeding up the world around us. And I mean, let's come on. We know we're cloning mice. We know we're cloning cows. I'm going to come on. (laughs) What are the odds? We're not already cloning human beings at this point. And secret is some secret lab down in uh FD's, basement somewhere right like this this is actually happening so why couldn't we build a teleport app i think it's already out there and it just hasn't like you you already released this that's what i'm thinking i hope so nah man i i hope so <laughs> i think
2: it would be it would be dope man it, it's 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 the next thing that's probably going to blow up or maybe not us but You know, like the way the Internet is kind of like a mind blowing thing where you just never thought that you would be able to do all the things that you can do on it. I think teleportation has like it.
1: it, It's got to be coming. Like you said, it's got to be. I mean, we talked on previous episodes about the multiplicity factor in needing a clone to be able to just take care of all the different roles and responsibilities and tasks you have throughout the day. You wouldn't need a multiplicity factor if there was teleportation. I could teleport the kids to soccer. I can teleport them to school. I can teleport my ass over to the grocery store when we need something at the click of a button. So, I mean, that's the app. That's where we need to go. Man, let's go. Let's go, humanity. Let's go. Uh, this next question here is not as uh, significant as teleportation, um, but here we go. Um Do I enjoy the James Conner production this week and start off the year on the right foot for Dynasty, or do I sell Conner? for a second rounder to the bell owner for potential up to 10 weeks of production. Is it maybe worth a first rounder if it's a late pick that um, is willing to give up his late first, if he's a contender. Uh, so what do we got here? This guy's middle of the road, maybe can squeak in the playoffs. He's sitting on James Connor and doesn't know if he's going to ultimately help him. So, you know, is he a long-term solution or do you just kind of try to cash out now, but cashing out now, you know, who, who the hell knows when bell's coming back now.
2: Yeah, I would. Hmm, I think I would sit on him for now. I mean, you know, I, I we don't know if this is really his highest of uh, value. You know, I, I think you kind of hit it. You, you know, you're getting, you're still getting a second rounder. I mean, let's say, let's say Bell kind of indicates that he's he's not coming back anytime soon. Which I mean, his agents, you know, there is there are reports that are rooted to that. I mean, who knows what's going on, but. I think you, you wait, maybe, you know, Connor puts up a big game or two. You you I don't know if you're necessarily at the peak of his value um yet. And I think he's still going to be valuable to that bell owner, even if Bell comes back. So you still have that kind of built in floor of the Bell owner is still going to be willing to kind of overpay a little bit to get James Connor in the first place. So I think you I think you wait it out and you
1: see see how it goes. Yeah, I'm with you here as well. Every single game James Conner starts, Le'Veon Bell loses that much more leverage in this situation from a holistic uh perspective. And and that just means James Conner is is going to gain through more production, he's gonna gain more value. So I'm with you there. Sit on him there. FMK number two, the best all time gangsta movies here. We've got Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society and New Jack City, the aforementioned New Jack City now. Chris, these I mean I grew up with these movies, right? Like this was at the pinnacle of, of just this, just blow up of this type of movie. So, um, what, what do you got? This is, this is deep. This is, this is real close to home.
2: Yeah, this is, this is a hard one, man. I, I think I did one of these before it was like an eight or 16 tournament, like tournament with, with those movies. And it was, I think I'll marry new Jack city. Um, damn, it's really hard to choose this one to kill. Uh, so oof ah, I, I guess i'll kill menace to society just because i've seen it so many times that i feel like i could probably be okay just like remembering it in my head so
1: i'll, I'll kill that one fair enough fair, yeah it was man i mean pookie and new jack city like that was so powerful right i mean gosh it's so hard like i'm gonna I killed Menace of Society. I married Boys in the Hood, and I I f New Jack City, and like yeah. I want to marry both. I want to marry them all, but I can't, right? Like and I I I didn't put Juice on the list here. If I added oh. Juice, where where would that now? Yeah, oh, that, that's
2: getting that's getting married.
1: I mean, I love Juice. Like that's one of my favorite movies of all time. You got the Juice now, son. <laughs> oh, Boy, week one either or rapid fire. Here we here we go. DJ Gurley or Kamara. Kamara. Carlos Hyde or Jordan Howard? Jordan Howard. Stephon Diggs or Allen Robinson? Uh, Stephon Diggs. Corey Davis or Jamison Crowder? I would go Crowder. Jordan Reed, Delaney Walker?
2: That's a tough one, too. I would uh, – is this PPR or is this just – Yeah, we'll default PPR. Actually, no, I'll still go Jordan Reed just because he, he has that upside when he's healthy of like a, a – essentially the top tight end, whereas Walker is kind of a little more volume driven. Mm. So yeah, i go Jordan Reed. He's
1: healthy now for now, for now, <laughs> for see, now, see what happens. <laughs> uh, RSJ, we, we talked about him a little bit or ASJ, the Austin. Oh, definitely RSJ. Cause I, I, first of all, I don't know if we, I think uh, maybe people aren't paying attention, but ASJ, it's like missing
2: practice. I don't know if he's healthy. Um, and I think it's really tough to kind of sit here and and say again that you know all of these these tight end uh, you know vulnerability that the Giants have shown is going to ne- uh, definitely carry over. I mean, it, it was kind of a an organizational thing under Jerry Reese uh, that 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 they didn't allocate resources to linebacker. That was kind of what they would punt, uh, so to speak, if you're talking in DFS lingo. So, you know, they got out, Ogletree. Now he had a really bad year covering last year but i mean in theory he should be able to cover so i you know i i, I would hesitate to just kind of like look at the, the numbers from last year and say okay this team is bad against tight ends so i'm going to target tight end it's more i think you got to kind of wipe the, queen, the slate queen and just um just go with the, the guy who, who has more upside in, in this case and i think it's still i think it's still rsj because asj i mean he was he was another volume driven guy. Didn't really average many yards per catch. Um, it, it was all kind of like you know volume driven. Now he's in this offense where it's uh it's kind of a, a bit more of a run heavy offense. So it's hard it's hard to trust him right now.
1: Agreed. Uh, Matt Stafford or Philip Rivers? Oh, definitely Stafford. I'm I'm wary of Rivers with the whole. I mean, he's just
2: he just hasn't figured out Andy Reid, and it's like the numbers have been just abysmal, and it's. It doesn't make it almost doesn't make sense because it's like last year. You know, I could see you know the, the, the other years because the Chiefs' defense was generally pretty good. They had Eric Berry for most of them. Um, you know, guys were younger Then last year. Everything kind of fell apart, and I mean it was the same story. And so I, you know, I Bob Sutton, Andy Reid, whatever they're doing to fill it Rivers, uh, you know, I'm I'm not touching them if I don't have to.
1: And we've got Andrew Luck or this is funny, Andy Dalton on the other side of the field. Dalton. I like Dalton. I, I'm very.
2: Andrew Ruck is another guy where it's. Uh, I think you have to kind of put him on prove it. I mean, and obviously in a DFS tournament, you can. You can. You, ha- you have so many options that you can go ahead and roster luck, but if you're just making like a 1v1, I think you want to go with the. The quarterback that's going to face the the, the the worst defense and that we know for a fact is healthy you know luck hasn't really been throwing a ball downfield at all in the preseason so that could just be him you know being careful or it could be an issue we don't really know
1: yeah i need to see andrew luck throw a few balls 20 to 30 yards before i actually put him in over even andy dalton in that Superb matchup there. Um I'm a le- little less weary on Rivers. I, I like Rivers this week. I just don't think KC has the secondary personnel in place right now to do for Reed what he has done to Rivers in the past. Um, so I'm with you on Kamara. I'm with you on um, Howard, Diggs. Crowder Reed RSJ Dalton and then we split on uh, I'm here's the thing I still want Stafford over rivers but I still like rivers uh, we'll move on from there so take a favorite or popular movie Chris change one letter in the title what's the new movie what's the new plot what's it all about
0: uh
2: the departed would become change the uh, the O I mean the a for the O and it would be the deported and uh, it would be it would be ooh like, like, you think that the the guy uh, getting deported is 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 actually the guy that's doing the deporting, and it just confuses you just like The Departed does when you first watch it.
1: <laughs> that's that's pretty deep, man. That's a, I, oh boy, <laughs> I'm an, I, I'm very impressed. I mean, that was a that was a highly intellectual one. I mean, you can go. All different ways with the plot twists on this. I mean, you can also take it to a whole nother, you know, political scale that, you know, just in the times right now. Like, then <laughs> I think you're I think you're on to something right now. That's that's going to be part two. Departed becomes deported. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies, though. I love, I love the oh, departed. Oh, gosh. Yeah, absolutely. That That is a fantastic movie. Uh, redraft PPR. I went zero RB naturally. Can't figure out who to put in my flex this week between Tariq Cohen, Chris Thompson, and Isaiah Crowell. Which one should I start? So this one's interesting. Jordan Howard's apparently staying in on third downs, but I don't know how he's going to do that. If Tariq Cohen's going to get on the field, Chris Thompson, how much is he going to be eased back in? Isaiah Crowell's got that, Q, that Q tag there. Seems like he's going to be fine. But, um, yeah, th- this, this is kind of muddy here this week. What do you got?
2: Yeah, I think you know. Right now, it's tough. I I think you go with Crowell as long as he is um, is good to go because I think that Lions' run defense could be problematic for them. They don't, you know, they they that was it was a problem for them dating back to last year. They they didn't really do too much to solve it, and then um, it kind of showed up in the preseason again. And I just think you know with you mentioned it, you know, we don't know exactly what Cohen's role is going to be. We don't, we don't know exactly where Thompson's at. I, th- I think, uh, I think the Jets would want to use Crowell, uh, you know, to to run on the interior. And he'll probably lead the, he'll probably lead those guys in, in touches. I mean, we don't, you know, we don't know what, what's really going on with these other two. I think we kind of know what they want Crowell's role to be is kind of that, that kind of, in you know, they, they, they called him the starter. They were they were kind of down on Bilal Powell for a while, and then McGuire got hurt, so kind of forced them to keep Powell. Um, but I, I think Crowell is going to to kind of be their guy as long as he's healthy.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. He, he just has a more defined role right now. Like, I want to use Cohen. I want to use – I definitely want to use Chris Thompson season long, no doubt, right? But – uh, I, I don't know how much they're truly going to use him right now. They got a hungry vet on the team right now. Who cares if they run him to the ground, right? So I, I'll i go with Crowell here. Um and and I'm also, I just scooped up a uh, cannon in any deep dynasty league mm-hmm. I was in right now because, you know, that backfield, who the hell knows what's going to happen with it through the course of the year. So get you some shares of the cannon over there in New York. All right, last but not least here, send us off a sizzling, smoking, scorching hot take for week one. Jimmy G is in the top three quarterbacks of scoring
2: against the Vikes.
1: Ooh-wee! That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Fantasy Football Mailbag, a of His podcast dedicated to answering all of your fantasy football questions. If you have any questions you want answered on the RV Mailbag, you can submit them via email, rootovisradio at gmail.com, or on Twitter at Rotovis Radio. Use the hashtag RV Mailbag. My man, thanks for coming out and carving out the time, coming on the show with us. Uh, any last-minute plugs here? What do you got going on in the next week here over at the Action Network? Yeah, you guys can, uh, you know, be sure to download the Action app.
2: Uh, it's a really cool app. You can kind of track your bets. You can, you can, um, you view live scores, live win probabilities, all that. Um, but yeah, we got you know FantasyLabs.com. We have our uh, slate breakdowns coming out every week. And Action Network, we have our, our regular uh, redraft fantasy rankings, and those are free. Um, it's it's myself, it's Sean Corner, it's Matt Freeman. So
1: um, check those out as well. Boom, there it is. Make sure you follow him on the tweets at, you guessed it, Chris Raybon. That's R-A-Y-B-O-N. And you have, counting down by the time you're listening to this show, about two and a half more days before you can sign up for the Patreon ship. Just $5 a month, folks. So get on over there. Join us Sunday morning. Let's have some coffee. Or if you're already drinking, who knows? It's week one. I don't know what you're doing. I'm not judging. Just get over here and come hang out with us. I'm Jeremy Hart at Fantasy Gumshoe. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to of his Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Fantasy Football Mailbag or his Radio feed. Contact us via email, rotovisradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think, so follow us on Twitter at Rotovis Radio and at Fantasy Gumshoe. Tell your friends about us, and do not forget to sign up for a 30% discount through our podcast homepage on rotovis.com. It's a no-brainer, folks. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Of a good deal, sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store fifty to seventy percent off. Dresses from nineteen ninety nine, polos from sixteen ninety nine. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Ready, set, save California. It's Sellathon time this Labor Day at your California Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the twenty nineteen Ford lineup, like an adventure ready Explorer or the all new Built Ford Tough Ranger, or get behind the wheel of the twenty nineteen Ford f-150 with the power toughness and capability to carry any payload you've waited all summer for these deals and the wait is over so ready set save the labor day celibon is on now but don't wait these deals won't last hurry into your california Ford dealer before it all ends september 3rd sugar ray leonard roberto duran marvelous marvin Hagler, and thomas hearns legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history